You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm really glad you've joined us. You know WDET's Anne DeLacy for her essential music show here on Saturdays and Sundays, but for years she's also been interviewing creative people of all stripes, getting at the essence of what drives their art. Now she's curating some of her favorites into a podcast, and Delisi's Essential Conversations is available now, and it's available at WDET.org and most popular podcast download sites. Joining me now in the studio to talk about this work is Anne Delisi, host of Anne Delisi's Essential Music here on WDET. Anne, welcome back to the studio. Stephen, thank you so much for having me. It's always so much fun to have you in the studio. And so me. you were the first one to tell people that this exists. So oh, see, there I you go. I'm breaking this. news great. It is on breaking, Detroit Today. <laughs> breaking news, yeah. <laughs> um, we should also mention that uh, this weekend... You are celebrating your 10th anniversary here at WDET hosting Essential Music, which is a huge, huge milestone. So it is. So congratulations Thank you that. very much. Yeah, yeah. Those will be great shows, I'm sure. I'm not a, that, not I'm that they are all great it. shows. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sort of making myself a little crazy this week. <laughs> You're to doing tell you a truth. lot of things, right? <laughs> trying to, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what am I going to play? Like, I'm, I'm taking a bunch of suggestions from listeners, you know, and, and it's funny because they remember things that I don't, um, <laughs> you know, and, and I've had to look back on all of these, like, calendars and all this stuff that I did and it made me really tired. I mean, I did a lot of stuff. I think there was like about two, over 250 live performances wow. and then wow. another 150 plain interviews with authors and musicians and, and stuff like that and chefs and, um, you know, all different kinds of things. And um, so it, it was really... A, got my attention, you know, because I, I really am a person that is always looking forward. I don't look back very often. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm always looking at the next thing. And so it was really, uh, it, it caught me by surprise, kind of. Like, I knew I was busy, but <laughs> I'm that busy. <laughs> I didn't know how, how busy you were, Yeah, right? yeah, but it's great. Uh, uh, talk about the origins of this show, Essential uh, Music. Like, what was that like when you first were doing it? So my first stint at DET was from 1983 to 1995, uh, and I came back in 2009. And it was interesting because when I got the call about coming back here, it was the end. Of, it was like the fall of 2008, and it was the first time in over 25 years that I wasn't connected to a radio station. <laughs> I had no call letters <laughs> behind my name, and um, Michael Elsesser, who was the new general manager called me and he said, he said, you're the only name in Detroit I know and I've called people to find out about you and blah, 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 I want to talk to you. And so one thing led to another and I didn't say yes right away because my, here's what my thought was. People have an iPod. They don't need me to, me, they don't need me. So uh, some wiser minds said people still want a curator. They still want people to guide them. And they want someone to suggest things that yeah. they would never think of. So I thought better of it, and I said, okay, I'll do it. And, and the thing is, you know, you say yes in, like, November, and the start date isn't until March something, and you're like, oh, I got this, you know. And then the closer, you know, it got, I was like, you know, started anybody within, you know, a, I don't know, 50-foot radius of me didn't want to be around. And so Susan Whitehall, who was writing for the Detroit News at the time, called the general manager and said, I'm going to do a story on Ann and would put her on the front page. And then the show got moved up sooner than I was thinking I had to go back on the air. Hmm. Um, and so I'm very grateful to her. But my, uh, the, my mindset was I'm going to 
kind of slide in there quietly and just get my footing. And no, that wasn't even close like that. But so <laughs> I'm still grateful. And honestly, the show is very different than it was that first year, um, first couple years even, now that I look back on it. Um, and I'm grateful. First of all, I'm grateful to do this work. There's no doubt about it. I am eternally grateful to WDET and the listeners and the donors and the people that go on this ride with me and, and when I take chances and do things. You know, they allow me to do that, and I, I, I don't take it lightly, and I'm very mindful of that. But um, the show changed. The original time slot was noon to four, um, uh, Saturday and Sunday, and then things started changing. And um, one of the interesting things that has happened is I didn't think about what period in music history that the show would fall in, meaning when I was first on the air, rock and roll and pop music were still formulating in a lot of ways. Well, now we have had 60 years of it. And I didn't anticipate having to pay tribute to so many people that we would lose. Mm -hmm. And that has become a cornerstone of the show. And it's important to me and I think to the listeners and, and even to, you know, people who are a, a generation, you know, the, the latest generation to know where all this stuff came from. And that's um, and where all this music came from, and that is one of the goals of the show. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so let's talk about this podcast yes. that you are also working on at the same time you're celebrating the 10th anniversary. <laughs> I know. Maybe add a few more plates to spin at, oh, the, at the yes, same yes, time. Yes. Um, we'll do a cooking show next or something. Let's think. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the, the new podcast is uh, about celebrities and, and other artists who don't fall into the sort of uh, same category as the music that uh, that you feature on the show. These are just interesting people, interesting artists, and you have these really riveting conversations with them about their art and mm -hmm. how their art shapes their lives and their work and those kind of things. You know, I I am a very curious person, and I'm curious about what makes the creative spirit tick. You know, and... Um, you know, this first set of podcasts that are being released today, um, one of them is with Pete Souza, who was the White House, official White House photographer for the Obama administration, and he shot 1.9 million photos um, while he was there. And he was incredibly gracious. He really didn't need to talk to me because his event <laughs> at the Henry Ford was very sold out. Um, it was right around this time, as a matter of fact, last year that we did that interview. And I sat on a stage, an empty stage with him in an empty auditorium, and he could not have been more gracious and he could not have been nicer. And my thought was, you know, it didn't really matter what your political affiliation was, is that this was a story of a very interesting job that is so specific um, in a particular time to document our history. Um, and so he had he had amazing stories to tell, you know. And, but I would ask him questions like, "Well, where did you park <laughs> when you go to the White House? How do you get in? Where do you park? Where's your office?" You know, we talked about stuff like that, and then we talked about the night that they captured Osama bin Laden, and we talked about that as well. And then he talks about that in great detail. But you know, he was in the room, you know, when when you know they were discussing relations with Cuba and every possible thing. And I asked him, I said, you know, did President Obama ever look at you and? tell you to hit the door, you know, and he, he said he never did. He said, but I knew when I should probably leave. And uh, he talked about his favorite day at the White House and it was stuff like that. And, you know, and another one of the conversations is with Wayne Kramer, you know, the, the guitarist of the MC5, you know, just to talk about 
an album, the Kick Out the Jams, for instance, that 50 years later um, is still relevant. And it's funny because during that interview, I mean, we talked about the book because he had just done a book and we talked about the, the 50th anniversary of Kick Out the Jams. But it was just fascinating. At one point in the interview, I asked him, I said, did you guys, I mean, I thought it was a cliche question, but I was compelled to ask it. I said, did you think that uh, 50 years later that people would still be talking about this album? And he goes, we actually, he goes, this is going to sound egotistical. He said, we actually did. We really thought about what kind of an impact our music could have and would have. And so he was very gracious. We talked for, you know, for a great deal of time. And Mm so, you know, a lot of these interviews I've had for a while, you know, there's a very extensive interview with Don was that will be coming down the pike eventually um, to be able to talk to him about, his work and you know he's one of the most mo- as you know him he's one of the most modest and down to earth <laughs> and, and, and incredibly talented people walking speaking of the earth walking the face of the earth um, and so I'm excited about being able to get these conversations out a lot of um, people who are dedicated listeners to essential music would have heard these but I'm really excited about yeah. it yeah. yeah so so tell me what inspired the idea of putting these together in in this podcast what is it that you're trying to share with listeners? Well, the the art of a conversation or to be able to get people to, my job is to make people trust me and be comfortable enough that they're going to tell me stuff that they might not have said. Mm. And and I think about that. And and one of the other things about having these conversations is the art of, um, the art of listening and the art of giving people enough space. Uh, as a radio person, dead air is a scary thing. So if you know, you know how it is. You know, there's like two seconds of dead air. It's like pandemonium. Uh, when you're doing an interview, you have to really like let that hang out there and let people think about what you've asked them. And I've been doing this for a long time, and I really love talking to people. And I thought um, I had I had proposed actually the idea of the essential conversation in public. Um, a few years ago that I wanted to do the, which we're doing now this year, as a matter of fact, um, which we're doing um, this year and where I would sit in front of an audience. And it's not a new idea by any stretch, but it wasn't being done in Detroit and I wanted to do it. Um, but then it was like, these are some great conversations and I really maybe done differently in, in a more lengthy format to allow people to hear uh, these people who I really were compelled to talk to and were really riveted by what they had to say about their lives and their work. Mm. So I'm I'm excited about this kind of a long time coming. I mean, some of these interviews, another one that's going to be coming is with Barrett Strong, who is Motown, um, a Motown legend in my mind. Um, and when he came in to do, and this will come later, when he came in to do this interview, I didn't know what physical challenges he had. Mm. He was going to be 75, and I wanted to do an interview with him, and I contacted Eliza Niels, a wonderful artist here in Detroit, because I knew she was the only person that I knew how to get in touch with him. And he came in in a wheelchair. He had a brace around his leg. He had a, His arm was in a sling. He had had a stroke. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I, I felt so badly about asking this man to come in when he clearly we had challenges. And the, the challenge of the interview was, is it took him a lot of energy to get up a breath to be able to answer a question. Mm. So I had to really step away every time he was going to answer a question and let him get it. But here was the thing. Mentally, he was all there. Mm. He remembered things in such great detail. I can't tell you what I had for dinner two nights a week, two days ago. <laughs> he could tell you um, 
what was happening in a studio when um, money was created, money that's what I want, mm-hmm. and how he created, started the, um, you know, I heard it through the grapevine. I mean, to listen to him talk about being around Marvin Gaye, uh, he was he was so gracious. And uh, that interview is probably about 40 minutes or something like that. And he, and I felt like I only scratched the surface. Like he had, <laughs> talk about Smokey Robinson living down the street. It was awesome. He was wow. wonderful. Wow. Love him. My guest is Ann DeLisi, host of Ann DeLisi's Essential Music on WDET. She is celebrating 10 years of hosting that show here uh, this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. She's also launching a new podcast from WDET called Essential Conversations, and that is available right now on WDET.org and most popular podcast sites. Uh, It is a collection of interviews that Anne has done over the last 10 years where she's talking to a wide array of artists really about their art and what powers their art and how that art powers their work and their lives. Um, And uh, 10 years uh, is longer than most people think it is <laughs> even though even though it always seems like oh well 10 years that went by really quick right yeah um I, I wonder if you can talk about how you can sort of look over all of that work and choose the things to highlight uh and and pull out not just for the podcast but also for this this 10th anniversary celebration this you're doing yeah um what i decided to do is rely on the listeners. So they have been sending me their suggestions for things that they heard on the show that they really loved. And uh, the comments have been really wonderful and it's exciting to see what stuck with them. And I'll do some stuff that stuck with me. Um, you know, one of the the things that people reminded me of that they loved was six weeks after I got here, I interviewed Adele. And she had just sold out St. Andrew's Hall. <laughs> St. Andrew's, St. Right? Andrew's Hall. <laughs> and um, she, she came in and um, she sat down and she, it, she sang with a, it was her and her guitarist. And she was riveting. She was mesmerizing to watch. Um, that voice. That voice. And just yeah. It, haunting, right? It, yeah, yeah. She was, she was I've great. I've never seen her live, but. Just the recordings are, I mean, the, the strength and depth of that voice it stays with you for days after you hear it. She, she it really was something, and and it was the it was the um, interview that was mentioned the most to me. So I'm certainly going to play a couple things from that this weekend. But the the funny thing was is that she went right out the front door and lit up a cigarette. You know, she ended up having vocal surgery mm-hmm. years later, and you can hear the difference between this performance and after her surgery. Mm. Um, now, she was she admittedly was living pretty hard at that time. I mean, she was, you know, she was young and on the road. Um, <laughs> and she, it, it, honestly, the more famous she got, the more I would cut down that interview because it was right around the election time. So she was talking about Sarah Palin and all kinds of stuff. I mean, she just, <laughs> there was no filter on her at that moment. And she talked really fast. It was almost hard to understand everything she said. But I'm going to pull out um, songs that I really fell in love with during, during the show. Um, and I'm going to talk, you know, I'm going to tell people things like, what is it like? You know, was I ever late for my shift? You know, how many <laughs> things are in my iTunes library? You know, people ask me these kind of questions. Um, 
and and just to give people a little behind the scenes, but it was nearly impossible to to really narrow this down into five hours. So I'm going to do my best, and um, I'm going to have some fun. And a lot of what I'm going to read really comes from the listeners, and they're they're the only reason that I'm there. <laughs> Without them, there's no show, and their support has been. Some people have been, you know, with the show for ten years. You know, people have recently discovered it. There's people from around the country that you know, just like your show. They lived in Detroit and still want to have a connection to the to this lovely place, mm-hmm. and and they they tune into WDET to do that. So there's just I, there's a lot of stuff, but um, I just really want to have fun with it and and show my gratitude for for being able to do this for, for this long. And then I've got uh, you know, and, and as I told you earlier, like mentally, I have a crazy cool show coming up on March 23rd. <laughs> it is going to be so much fun. Um, and I can, you know, like WDET, they they let us, you know, you and I both. Like, you want to try this? Okay, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. That doesn't, that luxury is not afforded. It would not be everywhere else. No, yeah. no, and I'm mindful of that. Okay. So I'm excited very much. All right, and Lacey, host of And Lacey's Essential Music here on WDET, and host of the new podcast from WDET called. Essential Conversations, available now on WDET.org and most popular podcast sites. And always great to catch up with you. Thank you you for the time, Stephen. I appreciate it. Okay, up next, we're going to preview this year's Oscars. And we want you to call in and tell us who and what you are rooting for in the major categories this year. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. 